Persephone. I'm running. One foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the... All I can think about is the last time I really ran. Not on a treadmill for some test, but ran the way evolution intended. Life or death. Have I ever... Have I... My brain is moving fast. Too fast and not in the right direction. Away from something. Something bad. A terror that is all-consuming and starving like a sinkhole sucking up every other feeling, sense. My body knows it will need to get through. Get through. The nest is crowded for the first time ever. Gone are the soft faces and hands of the infant support staff, and instead there are doctors in latex gloves and face masks. Adam is being sealed off into what looks like some kind of hamster ball, clean and plastic and sterile. He is being wheeled out, crying, disturbed, fists clenched. Rhea should... Ugh, but my mind abandons the obvious concern about Rhea, especially when... when... Pete. Her soft skin is turning a shade of bluish purple beneath the bright lights. I hear the phrase, respiratory distress. A handful of doctors and nurses are bent over her, looking ancient compared to her. Eros is fighting to get closer, but repeatedly being shoved off. His jacket is ripped off gesticulating wildly, not panicked, but fierce. A nurse places both hands on his chest now, says something, and a calmer veil slips over his features. He looks around the chaos, locks eyes with me, and charges towards me, wrapping his arms around me and, and picking me up. Put me down, Eros, stop. We have to go outside. I need to know what's happening. But I'm slapping him and hitting him with my fists. He remains undaunted until I sink my teeth into his shoulder. Taste the cotton of his t-shirt in my mouth with blood. Fuck, he exclaims, faltering but not putting me down. He keeps walking as my legs kick wildly. He doesn't put me down until we're in the hall. Bodies rushing past, voices barking orders. I don't understand. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. He grabs my face in his hand, forces me to look at him. She's going to be fine. My lips quiver, I nod, fixing my eyes elsewhere on the circle of blood appearing on his shoulder. Hey, hey. Clark shoves Eros out of the way and throws his arms around me. Are you okay? What's happening? She isn't breathing. They don't know why, Eros says, leaning against the wall. She was fine. What happened? I don't. He rubs his face aggressively as if trying to erase some part of it. I don't know. You left and I sat there for another few seconds and then she just, she stopped breathing super quietly. I started doing chest compressions, mouth to mouth. I, I run back around into the nest where the doctors are patting each other loudly on the back. The nurses are embracing. One of them is weeping. What? What is happening? But the doctor's whipping off his mask, can't even quite speak. He just flashes me a teary thumbs up. I nearly collapse, but Clark catches me. The second I find my footing, I run back into the hall and throw my arms around Eros's neck. I have to stand on my tiptoes, 
and I'm sure I'm hurting him, but I don't care. I'm so... So... But then my tears are falling onto his skin. He's patting my hair with his hand, holding me. Thank you. I'm sorry I bit you. I feel his chest rumble as he laughs. Before he can say anything, Clark hugs both of us from behind me. I stand there sandwiched between them. Positive Eros hates being so close to Clark, but I don't care. We stay like that until I feel my heartbeat return to normal. Then I wiggle out from between them. I need to hold my baby. Kara. Talk, this feels like bullshit. That's politics, darling. I look down at the script Talk has prepared. What does macro-youth relations even mean? Well, I would have loved to discuss it earlier, but you've been a little distracted this week. I pivot to Rhea, who I have been inseparable from since I found her in Rebecca's office last week. I try and tell her he didn't mean that. I wasn't. You should do a thing about how if you win, you'll become the first American president without a last name. You'll be like Queen Elizabeth. Or Cher. Rhea chirps from where she sits perched on a filing cabinet, Doc Martin swinging carelessly. I haven't let her out of my sight. She pees with the door open, but she has always done that. Fuck it, maybe just sing some damn share. Don't think people are going to vote for someone with no political experience just because she can kill time after time. That is Cindy Lauper, and now I'm not going to introduce you. Oh no, you're stepping down from the job you assigned yourself? You either know you're a hype woman, or you don't. I feel like this hat was a bit much. It is not something a hype woman would wear. Rhea playfully shoves Clark's head away from her. He allows it, writes his top hat decorated with a small American flag. I think he's trying to remind people he was born here. Something about their friendship and physicality has returned since no one has brought up them procreating in a week. No, Rebecca has distanced herself from the disaster of the photo of Rhea lifeless on the floor by enjoying all the fanfare of saving P. In fact, Rebecca is acting as if me and my campaign don't even exist. Which we barely do, I admit, looking around at the glorified storage closet Rhea, Talk, Clark, and myself are crammed into. I press my ear to the door. What if no one shows up? What else are they gonna do? Uh, Rebecca's press conference? It's about baby safety. The only two words that mean anything. People don't like Rebecca. She's got no pizzazz. She's not even pizzazzy when she's threatening to have me impregnated while unconscious. I shoot Rhea a look. Not funny. She puts her hands up. What? She isn't. When you get out there, you can't just talk about what's wrong with her. You need to talk about yourself. There's a rough knock on the door. A guard pokes his head in. Excuse me, Hera. Look, Rebecca might have made sure we had no funding or media coverage, but you can't actually just shut this speech down just because... No, I'm actually here to bring Rhea back to the bricks. Two words, bud. Hype? What? Because this event has no coverage from the security detail, you... But Rebecca is the exact reason there's no coverage. Rhea isn't leaving my sight. 
then the event will be disbanded. No, no, fine. I'll go. I will bring as much hype as I can. Rhea reaches out, touches his face, and whispers. That brings me absolutely no comfort. She turns to me. Kill it out there. You are the wind beneath my wings. Hera, that's fucking Bette Midler. Rhea says, following the guard out. I wring my hands together nervously. Clark nudges me. You know, the last thing she'd want for you is for you to worry about her. She's shit out of luck, then. She said you haven't heard any more from your... He glances quickly over his shoulder. Friend? No, I haven't. With all the stuff with Rhea and P and this, I've been able to push the note from my mind a little. There's no way the person knows I had anything to do with Apollo's death. How could anyone who wasn't there know? It makes much more sense that someone just knows he's dead and wanted to tell me they knew and could help upset Rebecca. What's the alternative? Someone went all the way up north, brought back the body, and autopsied it? No, only Rebecca would have that kind of power, and that would attract too many people to... I didn't like seeing Rhea like that either. So helpless. Clark is still standing beside me. I know, I can't get it out of my head. It's why you need to get out there and win, Hera. Tell those people why you're different. I nod, take a deep breath, and walk outside. The abandoned movie theater is actually packed. Men and women bounce excitedly up and down on cushions that haven't been used in decades. They tried showing old movies to keep morale up, but once the people who had lived in the normal world had died out, they seemed less like tastes of the past, more like teasing the starved. Reflexively, I look over my shoulder. I don't even realize I'm expecting Rhea to be there until I turn back out to the audience. I smile, lift a hand, they erupt. Hi there, I say, but... I'm drowned out by them. Mike! I hear talk yell. Oh, duh. I cross quickly to the mic stand, grab the microphone. My name is Hera. They clap. I stop, struck by a sudden thought. They fall into a hush. Oh, sorry. I just realized if elected, I would be the first president of the United States without a last name. They laugh. I look up towards the projection room where Talk has set up a screen with his neatly typed statement out on it. This is the part where I'm supposed to talk about my demonstrated leadership capabilities. Whatever that means. I stall, look to Clark, the empty space beside him where my sister should be. I think the biggest problem we're facing right now is not the ending of humanity. It's that we've lost it. We almost lost a baby last week. Someone shouts from the crowd. I know we all had a big scare with what happened with Eve. I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad President Gold's medical staff was able to act so quickly and effectively. We've all got bigger concerns than a fucking election. I swallow. Push through. We are already putting so much pressure on these infants. I know because I live with one of their mothers, Rhea. Somehow, we have lost Rhea beneath the burden of that huge word. And if we can lose Rhea, we can lose anyone. 
a ripple of laughter. But then... Don't you think you're too close to a unit to make effective decisions about them? The red, wrinkled face of the angry man startles me as much as the venomous way he speaks. Uh, no. Just the opposite, actually. I understand pressure. I spent the first 20 years of my life so tightly constrained by it, I thought I was used to it. That the anxiety and need to be perfect were like muscle, tearing to be rebuilt stronger. My scar burns under my shirt as I speak. When I realized I was not pregnant, I shook. And those cracks caused me to crumble. You spent a few weeks in a spa. No, I didn't. They, um, they were afraid to tell you what happened to me. I was ashamed. Because they were ashamed. I lift shaking hands to my buttons. And quickly undo them before I change my mind. But they shouldn't have been. The only reason they were disappointed is because they saw my vitality as an extension of theirs. They carried their own idea of failure to me, because they were once units. I pull off my shirt, standing there in just my pants and bra, my scar ugly in the spotlight. So were you. I let them see me for the first time ever. I did this to myself because I wanted to punish myself for not being able to succeed the way I thought you all wanted me to. Rhea and Persephone and Char and Clark and Eros are not resources or gods or anything in between. They are us. We have to take care of them. I want to make sure we do. I need to. Eros. Can I, uh, get you anything? I say awkwardly, snapping my fingers and pointing to Cheery. At Rhea, she sits, arms crossed, on the couch. Beer, you know, maybe a water, a shovel to bury me with, I think. I was told I was going home. You can give me a reason why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I can. I say, sitting down and wishing she picked a shovel. The past week has been tense. Since Rebecca drugged Rhea, since what happened to P. P. No, no, I, I cannot think about that. I cannot go there. I need to be here, be calm, be arrow-y. I've spent a lot of time here, but never have kicked things off with a fucking police escort. I know, yeah, that wasn't my idea. I say feeling small. It was quite the production, a tiny parade of armed guards marching her to my house. She just, she wanted people to see you coming over here. Why do I get the feeling she is not Barbara Streisand? Go on, Eros, just say it. Rip the bandaid off. How bad could it be? Rebecca wants us to start copying again. I expected outrage, disbelief, maybe, not this silence. Silence from Rhea, who even finds something to say in her sleep, is not good. She stares at me, big, clear eyes. And then her jaw quivers, like she's afraid. 
She slowly gets up, but just stands there. Then with a startling speed, she whips off her t-shirt. She stands there in her black bra, looking at me for a beat. Then I jump up as she unbuttons her jeans. Rhea, Rhea, stop. It's fine. It, it's, it's fine. She echoes very loudly. No, this isn't. We don't need to. She leans in very close to my face, whispers through gritted teeth. Is anyone else here? Uh, Hep is out, but I, I told him I'd rather just have a security detail. Where are the doctors or cameras or... Where's Dr. A? There's a desperation in her eyes that scares me. Rhea, it's just you and me. She doesn't take a step back. Just folds her arms over her chest, looking at me. I've seen her in pretty much this same state of undress a thousand times, but this feels totally alien. I break eye contact to scuttle to the floor where her shirt fell. I give it back to her. I think people will just assume we're psyched to be having sex, so there's no need to, like, enforce it. Why would they think that? Uh, you know, the, the picture. Great. She grumbles. Her shoulders slump, her eyes roll. She pulls on her shirt, returns to her usual state of pissed off at me. It's extremely comforting, actually. I think, too, after what happened, Rebecca's trying to show she isn't a monster. Yes, make them fucking private. Cool, lady. Yeah. Yeah, but again, we don't have to. Or, or not. We are not. She raises an eyebrow at me. Guessing I can't just leave. That would look suspicious. Can we just pretend you're a little quick on the trigger? I would prefer we don't, but I'm kidding. I want to draw as little attention to this arrangement as possible. She says, as she drops down onto the couch. What are we doing instead of procreating? Glad you asked. I exit quickly to the kitchen, collect the short stack of books I've been reading earlier. I re-enter and begin separating them into two piles. Book club? I take a deep breath, nervous about going anywhere near this conversation. I had Hep grab these, and then I lift the heaviest and most boringly serious and not dramatic one up. A psychology textbook. Rhea groans, smart enough to know where this is going. We can try and help each other. I don't need your help. Well, are you going to wait for Dr. A's? A beat of silence. Then a head shake. Then please. I'm fine with admitting I need help. We can do me. Not going to do you, nerd. She grunts as she takes the book from me. And Hep better not show his face around here. That moron hurt my sister. I know. She begins flipping through the pages. I will throw this book at him. Oh, I know. We could go to my room if you... But she keeps her eyes on the book. Wags a finger at me. You know, Rhea would never tell you this, but she was like clueless when we first started. You know. Like, it was 100% her idea to have sex before we had the cop. Now that is something she would tell you. But when we were younger, everything Rhea knew about sex came from movies. In fact, we were watching Top Gun when she pitched the idea. Yeah. Top Gun. We were sitting on totally opposite sides of the room, 
during the whole take my breath away scene, she just shrugged and said, we could do that. Like it was a game of Connect Four. Up until this point, we'd like barely made out. We were pretty much just friends who hung out all the time and were eventually going to have sex for purely reproductive reasons. So when faced with this proposition, all I could think to say was, sure. I don't think I need to tell you it did not go well. There's apparently a lot more to sex than what Tom Cruise would have you believe. So after a few really, truly awkward minutes, she asked if we could just make out instead, to which I happily agreed. Let's start with your symptoms, Rhea says here on my couch. The most apparent one being, of course, being a big old idiot. I approach her slowly, make a point of sitting on the opposite end of the couch, the stack of books between us. You better stay on your side. She grumbles as I take one off the pile, hiding my smile behind it. Cloth. Wasn't that amazing? I say, jumping, throwing an arm around Persephone. I mean, she has to win, yeah? I mean, Rosalind would have to kill her to... I freeze. You don't think she would actually do that, right? Well, let's hope you didn't jinx it. Oh, God. I'm kidding. Persephone nods to her security team. They know whatever that means. They step outside. She turns to my few less imposing guys. Sorry, we cannot. But she just cocks her head, narrows her eyes. Five minutes. They say, exiting quickly. I drop my arm laughing. I stop grabbing all the leftover flyers up off the ground. It's just us in here now. Talk left with Hera. Not that I can really imagine him doing much more than babbling. I do wish Rebecca would have allotted anyone to help clean up, but that would of course involve doing anything <laughs> positive. I look down at the reprinted photo of Hera's face. Her smile. Her slogan. More than a sister. A family. Persephone says... She takes the top hat off my head. What does that even mean? She flicks some red, white, and blue confetti off. And what did you use for confetti? Christmas and Hanukkah cards. Well, at least you were inclusive. Thanks for coming tonight. I know... I search for the least concerned, most casual tone I can strike. Every time I've tried to push Persephone about P and herself to this past week, she has, well, dismiss is, is a nice way to put it. Last week, that was terrifying. They still don't know what caused the respiratory distress, which is in itself so scary. If the response had been even a little bit slower, I mean, who knows? Never thought I'd say this, but... Thank God for Eros. I'm just happy to see you. Yeah, of course. I love Hera and hate Rosalind. She takes a weird beat, like she isn't sure how to say the next part. She sits daintily on the armrest of a flimsy chair. And I knew this was important to you. Wait, can you even vote? Yes. 
I say, snatching the hat playfully from her. I place it on her head. It dwarfs her, makes her look younger than I've ever known her. I was born here, just immediately stolen away. Yes, Cad saved the queen. Well, they didn't do a very good job. I've gathered all the flyers now. Persephone remains perched on the arm of the chair. How's copping stuff going? Paused for now, thankfully. It makes me so nervous. I want to roll over and die. Is everything okay? Yeah, she says, now walking over to me. She takes the hat off, spins it between her fingers. I have been thinking, like this past week and, and before, you are... <sighs> this is infuriating. Scary, actually, to see you hunt for words. She flips me off, but with her other hand hesitates, then grabs my hand. I let her curl her fingers between mine. You are a very good person to me. I just was wondering if there was some thing maybe you wanted from me? Well, no, not from me. Um, Persephone, are you alright? <laughs> I laugh. It shouldn't be funny to see someone so nervous, but when you compare whatever this is to what she deals with on a daily, she takes my other hand in hers. I'm trying to let you know that if you want... Ugh, fuck it. She pulls me abruptly towards her. Her tiny, usually cold hands clam up in mine. She's nervous. Please tell me you get what I'm saying. I've never done this before. This kind of thing? With a friend? I search her eyes, try desperately to figure out what is going on. Break it down, Clark. She's being weird. That's the base. Make a mind map. Go from there. She was being weird, and then she asked about copping stuff, and then she got really weird. And then she was telling me how much I mean to her. Nice. And then she was asking if there was something... Aha. Uh -huh. Persephone. That is so kind of you. And I wrap my arms around her in a big hug kind? I hear her voice muffled by my chest. I've never had a friend like you who'd even offer something so, I mean, thoughtful seems like a weird word for it, but she pushes herself off of me, delicately. She leaves a hand on my chest, studies me, says nothing. Please don't take this personally. But I couldn't possibly... I wouldn't put you in that position. Yes. But I... I mean... To offer to practice copying... Yes. That was the plan. Persephone says firmly. Of course I... Won't... Take it personally. She looks upset. Damn, she must have thought that if we started copying, she'd officially be back in the program. But I 
really appreciate it. Yeah. Say something that really captures what an incredible friend she is to you. How smart and kind and thoughtful she is. You're the best. There's a change in the air. I've disappointed her. I know it. Best to change the subject. Have you seen Rhea? No. She sighs and heads for the door. She leaves, and I sigh. Look around the space. I better grab all the extra flyers out of the back room. We don't exactly have the resources to print more. I... Hi! Hey, Hep! He waves sheepishly, stepping out of the back room. Can I, uh, I help you, ma'am? No, um, no. Cool. I'll give him another few seconds before I gesture to the doorway he's blocking. Mind if I, uh... Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He jumps out of the way. I enter the room, now crowded with stacks of letters, bottles of wine, and, and some flowers. Wow, this wasn't here earlier. Tell me about it. Hep grumbles. While she was on stage, I dropped something off back here. Kind of a good luck note. Yikes. I say impulsively. Sorry, I I didn't mean to. No, yeah. It was stupid. He says, shrugging, his hand flying nervously to a spot on the back of his neck. I realized it was selfish and, and dumb and... Well, that I'm the last person she'd want to hear from. And even if she did, she wouldn't even need my luck. But after the event, a bunch of people must have given her stuff. Took me a minute to even find my note. He says, patting his breast pocket. Then he shifts, nervous again. Not that I did much digging. He adds quickly. Just because... I, I get it. Say no more. I say, just as much for my benefit as his, worried his nerves will jump to me and ruin my mood. Besides, I don't know how I'm supposed to treat him. I start gathering up as many other flyers as I can. Yeah, it isn't his fault he was assigned to Eros, but it certainly doesn't win him any points. Besides, I don't like how he treated Hera. The way he looked at her... Stole light touches to her arms and hips at every chance he got. Then blindsided her. What did he want? She was great. He says quietly. She absolutely was. If you could keep this... He gestures from myself to himself. And this. He says now patting his heart with a notice stash. A secret. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. I'm sure you agree this would make things more confusing for her. And we do have to work together. Sure, I say, unsure for a moment if I'm lying. He pats my shoulder, squeezes, then leaves. I cradle the flyers, place them in a precarious stack. Hey, Triton! I jump at the sudden, fuck, 
All the flies flutter to the floor. My guards must have come back in. It's Clark. Okay, well, uh, nutrition just told us you need to eat, Ed. I, I, I got it. Great. I grumble, dropping to my knees to pick back up all the fl- And there, a note. It's envelope, a twin of the one from Hera's jacket. Clark? What is that? Persephone asks, appearing in the doorway. We need Rhea. Rhea. Eris is flipping through the pages of the DSM-5, the, like, psychology field guide or whatever. My long legs are stretched out towards his end of the couch. Yeah, I know. I've decided I'll be irritated as long as I can be comfortable. This is dumb. I have a fucking mystery to solve and an election to save. I don't need to hang out here playing doctor. Not the sex kind. Eros has said nothing for an hour, thankfully. But then he looks up at me. I just feel like post-traumatic stress disorder is something people get when they go to war, not just because somebody was a dick to them for a week. Eros, I say, lowering my book. Something about the tone of his voice tells me this might be more important than the bullshit. I know Orsino was more than a dick to you. He takes a deep breath as if he's about to say something, but then shrugs it off. Hey, you're the one who wanted to do this thing. If you want to get better, you might want to open up about what really happened. It's just... I don't know. Kind of dark, dude. I feel like we've got a pretty good idea of dark. He sighs, leans forward, pats my foot. The day you left, we figured out you were gone and dragged me from my holding cell. Before, I'd just been in there, honestly, crying. Iris. He stops, looks at me, unsure. Something prickles at the base of my neck, but I ignore it and just nod encouragingly. I was distraught. About her. And then you, the way you looked at me as I got loaded into that cop car, well, I mean, that I deserved. Your words, not mine. He smiles somberly. Anyway, so you took me into this little room, super bright lights, no table or chair, just, just the, the light, right? And just had me stand there in the center for what felt like hours. But I'll never know because there was no clock in the room. Eventually Orsino came in, dragging a chair for himself. He waited what felt like another hour to start talking. My body was already aching from just standing so still. So I started pacing, right? And he told me not to do that, like really quietly. I shiver, remembering how quiet and intense Orsino got with me in my interrogation made me run away. When I didn't stop, he 
He had me handcuffed to the wall. I wasn't afraid he was going to hurt me. I mean, I knew Black wouldn't let him do that. So instead, he would just leave me hanging there for hours at a time. I wasn't allowed to sit or piss or sleep. Every time, just as I thought I was slipping into some kind of sleep, he'd come banging in with some new horrible piece of news. You'd run away. They found the syringe that killed Iris with my fingerprints. Dion was dead. Things just started to blur together. I started to think that maybe I really did kill Iris. Indirectly, at first, sure, but then my mind started to play these tricks on me. I could imagine myself screaming at her. Everything, the handcuffs and the light, felt so loud. I was so angry. Of course I screamed at her. Of course I pushed her down, pinned her small wrist with just one of my hands while I stabbed her. Of course I was capable of that. I saw that, Rhea. I saw myself do that. But you didn't. You know you didn't. Yeah, well, we learned I could have. And I was angry. I was so angry. So the next time Orsino was like, are you ready to talk now? I just told him to fuck himself. And that's when he told me you were dead. Simply. Like he was telling me it was raining. Raya's dead. I thought that couldn't be true. I'd just seen Hera. She would have known. She would have told me. But Orsino showed me pictures of the car wreck. He must have gotten them from Rebecca. I say. I couldn't believe our last conversation was a fight. How you died thinking I didn't actually love you, and now you were gone. And then I'm crying, and my nose is running, and I can't do anything about it because my hands are handcuffed to the wall, and I didn't care anyway because I just wanted to drown myself with my own tears and snot. How much longer was my life going to feel without you? That's it. I didn't watch anyone die or survive some horrific accident. I just had to stand there. Eros. That, that sounds really horrible. I think, I think trauma is relative. Sure, yeah, you didn't go to war, but you did go through something I personally could not even imagine. Rhea. You're going through something, too. No, I mean... Seriously, what happened to me that didn't happen to the rest of us? Persephone also had a kid, and she's great. Relative. Your word. Not mine. His mouth tips up in the shadow of a smirk. You know what's cool about you? That no one else quite nails. I shrug suddenly aware of every point of contact between us on the couch. You take action, you know? You make plans when you don't like something. You try and change it. I mean, I, I just mope. Well, I've been moping too, Eros, and I don't know how you do it. Well, maybe you feel better if you... He taps the cover of the book. Made a plan to deal with this. I mean, you can't feel any worse, right? Unless I fail. I say too quickly to stop myself. I drop the book, run my hands through my hair. Come on, Rhea. I told you about the time I wish I drowned in my own snot. If I accept that I have a problem, it means I can try and solve it. And if I fail at solving it, it means I'm stuck like this. 
I know I felt that way too. Like if I ignored it, that means I might wake up one day and just feel better. Not working. But what does that matter? Even if I get better, they're going to make me do all this again. I'm going to feel this way again. Rebecca, she... When I was passing out last week, sliding towards the ground, I didn't even have a second to think, oh no, I'm going to wake up pregnant. I just had this gut feeling of resignation. None of it mattered. Nothing about me mattered beyond what I am to them. Hey, Hep says, busting through the door. Uh, how's it going, guys? We're busy, I growl. Sure, okay, cool. I'm just going to do a load of laundry. Um, cool if I grab some stuff from your room, Air? Whatever, dude. Hep nods tightly, races up the stairs. Are you being mean to him for me? Am I that bad at pretending? It's a little impressive. I turn back to the book. Eros gently puts his hand over the page. Rhea, there's going to be a lot more mornings you're going to wake up disappointed you don't feel better. Eros, I'm scared. We can be scared together. He raises his eyebrows, tightens his lips. It's an unintentionally very funny face. I haven't seen him make it since we were teens, and I convinced him to try and have sex with me. I was scared of copping. I pretended to have been inspired by Top Gun. <laughs> of all movies. Having sex with someone I loved first made me feel like they didn't own that part of me. It was on my terms. It wasn't about reproducing. It was about us. There's a pang in my chest as I realize I miss that small sense of control. Eros. Yeah. Can we just make out? He nods. I lean in. Bring my lips home. I can feel him smiling as he wraps his arms around me, pulls me into his lap. The books fall off the couch, land with small thuds on the rug. Oh, that was too big to be a book. Eros pulls away from me suddenly. Is that Hep? Eros's eyes go wide. He throws me off him, runs upstairs. A second later, he races back down. Uh, he, he just slipped. Rhea, I, I, I don't think we should do this. We're just... We're just getting somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sorry. No, 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 don't. God, do not be sorry. He looks at me, eyes big with anxiety. Are you okay, Eros? Yeah, yeah. Rhea, I want this. I want us. But I want us to be better, too. Yeah, you're right. A beat. Are you, like, coming down to say goodbye, or... I can't. If I get any closer to you, I I'm gonna make out with you until my lips fall off. He smiles. Whatever. Okay. I grab my stuff, head for the door, feeling 
colder now that he's stopped touching me. I step outside. A fleet of guards hop to their feet. They march me home, my head spinning. Did I do something wrong? I mean, I thought... I mean, maybe he is being honest about everything. I get to my brick, noticing there's a lot more security guards out front than usual. Jeez, must be like a hera thing. Is Rebecca trying to... But when I unlock my door, I find Char, Persephone, and Clark waiting for me. I think it's time we all get on the same page, Persephone says, nodding at the envelope on the table in front of her.